The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The MX Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for like LeBron's last year, this year, next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to All The Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back, man. Season two of All The Smoke. We got a real special guest. What's up with your Brody with the virtual handshake? I'm gonna tell y'all something that I never told nobody. I want All The Smoke. Welcome back to another edition of All The Smoke. Jack, what's happening? What's good, my brother? Man, I can't call it. Everything good out there? Yes, sir, man. You look extra comfortable right now. You good? You don't be falling asleep on me, are you? Nah, I just relocated to a more comfier spot in the crib. That's all. I'm not mad at that, man. We got a special guest today coming from, uh, yeah, I saw this series on HBO before called Gang Bane and Little Rock. Is, 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 is it that rough out there, Joe? Whoa, <laughs> Welcome, Joe whoa. Johnson. Welcome, Joe man, Johnson, what? to the show. Are they really gang banging out in Little Rock, Joe? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Man, they, they banging everywhere, man. They banging everywhere. <laughs> it ain't just Little Rock. Hey man, well welcome Thanks. to the show. Let's get to it, man. What is what what is one thing you took from 2020? Obviously, starting with Kobe early in 2020, it was a domino effect of just negative shit throughout the year. What was one thing you took from 2020? Man, just to uh, cherish the things that you have. More more importantly, uh, spending you know countless hours or you know uh, time with my kids. Mm-hmm. For me, that was that was it, bro. I stayed in the gym, and I'm with. If I ain't in the gym, I'm with my kids, vice versa. Absolutely. How many how many kids, and what are the ages? I got two. Uh, my son, his name is Gavin. He's 14. My daughter's, her name is Justice. She's seven. Okay. So yeah, I try to keep him in there with me. I got a seven year old too. Is your son into hooping too? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's into hooping, man. He uh, I'm he 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 trains his butt off. You know, he put in the That's work. So you know, it'll come. That's he hadn't hit it. He hadn't hit no spurt yet, no growth spurt yet, but you know it's 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 funny to kind of see the changes and watch them grow week by week. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, now my twins are twelve, so they on the same. They finally started to want to work out on their own. So like you said, you see those gradual improvements by the day to day basis. I, I enjoy it personally. Oh man, it's fun. It's fun. So in this uh, in this young NBA season, who's captured your attention, whether that be teams or individual players? I would definitely have to say uh, Lamelo, man. Lamelo mm-hmm. has been. He's been great. He's been everything that I thought he would be. You know, a yeah. big, tall point guard who uh, has a great feel for the game. And I just love to watch him play, man. The one thing I took from him is he just out there playing with confidence. And, and, That's and what we all yeah. We all know. We all played a long time. Confidence is everything in this league. And, and, and obviously, if you get in the league, you can play. But the fact that the, you have the confidence in the green light, I love the way he's played. He's played like he's been here for a handful of years already. So he's definitely been an eye-opener. I've loved the way he's played. Yeah, very poised, man. I, uh, I enjoy it. You know, to see how he runs the show, how he sees the floor, like as a PG, 
I mean, you couldn't ask for a better player to put with that team with all them athletes they got. Yep. You look like you're in game shape. You ready for that deadline call? <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen, I stay in game shape. Uh, honestly, bro, I, I, I stay in the gym, and me training and working out, I probably enjoy that far more than, you know, hooping. But mm -hmm. it keeps me in great shape, and anytime somebody calls me and, and it's an opportunity, then yeah, right. I take a look at it. Like I say, man, my kids keep me going, bro. So we go to the gym every day, work out, and, and we stay at it. That's what's up. Well, take us back to where it all started. Um, what was your upbringing like, your childhood? Man, it was, uh, I'm the uh, only child. It was just me and my mother. Uh, my, my dad has two daughters by a previous marriage, but uh, we didn't grow up close niche. So we, we trying to, you know, bridge that gap, man. But mm -hmm. you know, it's been it's been a little difficult because we're older now, and you know, things are, you know, they doing their thing, I'm doing my thing. But I came up the only child, and uh, you know, it's just me and my mother. She worked two and three jobs. She did what she could to uh, to make things work or for us to get by. And I mm -hmm. uh, seen the hard work that she put in day to day. It's just kind of how I applied to my uh, my regimen as uh, you know, as I got older, the things I started to do, whether it was training, working out taking basketball serious. When did you start playing basketball? Man, I fell in love with the game probably about like eight. That's probably like right when I started, like seven, eight years old. And from that point on, Jack, man, I just, I, I couldn't put it down. And mm -hmm. still to this day, bro, I, I love it just as much <laughs> as I loved it back then. That's why it's hard to let go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to let go, bro. It's, it's like, that was, that was really and truly my first love. And uh, it's just hard for me to just throw it to the side and be like, you know, and now I don't want to do it no more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you play? Uh, do you play any other sports growing up, or was it just basketball? Strictly hooper, bro. That's it. Straight. I ain't. I, I didn't, I didn't play. <laughs> hey, listen. A strictly, a strictly hooping. That was it. Uh, I didn't uh, try no other sport. Didn't want to try no other sport. That's just what it was. Uh, who, uh, who were yeah. some of the players you looked up to um, growing up as a hooper? Some top players. My idols, obviously, Michael Jordan. Uh, uh, Penny Hardaway, Kobe Bryant, and when I say Kobe, I'm talking the number eight Kobe. Mm -hmm. That's the Kobe. I, that's the Kobe I fell in. Mm -hmm. That's the Kobe that was plastered on my wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. I competed a lot against 24. I competed against eight too, but I competed a lot against 24. And uh, the number eight is just you know 17, 18 years old out of high school playing in the NBA. Kobe about two, three years older than me. I, I, I felt that I could do it. I felt it was mm -hmm. possible. You know what I mean? I remember because we did the same pre-draft. You were out in L.A. working with Neil O'Shea. Yeah, And yeah. I was just blown away at how motherfucking smooth and under control this dude was, Jack. Like, he didn't say a word the entire time he was in there. He just <laughs> killed. The motherfucker had the handle, the footwork, the, the shot, the step backs. Joe was just out there doing his thing. I'm like, who is this quiet motherfucker over here? He was just going about his shit and just steadily how he went out through his career. You know, his career was the same way. He just went out there and performed. There wasn't no talking. There wasn't this. There wasn't that. Joe was just out there to hoop. And I got my first introduction to him like that. And I think it was, was it 2002? Was it, was it 2001 when I got 2001. drafted. 2001, yeah. I got drafted in 01. Yeah, only, uh, pers right. only person to spin me around in the NBA. I say that. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Listen, man, I enjoyed every uh I enjoyed every bit of that. You know, that draft process, going to LA, working out. And what y'all gotta understand, man, I, I always my whole career, all the way up to about ninth grade, I played point guard. I wasn't the biggest guy. I was average height. I was literally I was a strictly point guard. I couldn't play no other position. That's how like I was average height. I had I always had a decent handle. Going into tenth grade, man, I grew like four or five inches. Yep. You know what I mean? Now I'm six five and jump balling, bring the ball up the court. Like, man, who this tall, skinny kid? And that's just kind of <laughs> how it happened. That's kind of yeah. happened for real. Same like, way, same stuck way with bro. Yeah. That's the same way with me, yeah. though. I, I grew, I grew probably five inches in one summer going to the ninth grade. Going to the ninth grade, bro. Yeah. All right, yeah, the yeah. same so thing. These are things that I break down to my son. I'd be like, look, man, because he be asking me questions. 
Like why he can't grip the ball? Like man, you ain't even grew until your body yet. Your hands coming, ain't big yeah. enough yet. You gonna be it's all right? It's coming. Just yeah, relax. Coming. Just be patient. You know what I mean? He, hey, but he, he's he, in. He want to be ISO Joe now. Man, yeah. he want it right now. I said, man, just chill. Just chill. It's gonna come, bro. But he's in that area too. You know what I mean? Like I said, my, he's fourteen. My kids are twelve. Now is when people start hitting those spurts. You know what I mean? Some mm. get it early. Some get it a little later. I got mine at fourteen, going into high school as well. Was I grew six inches? So. He's right on the cusp. I, I already know how he's feeling. What was the basketball scene back um, like in Little Rock uh, for high school? Was there a lot of competition out there? You won uh, Mr. Alcansaw basketball in 1999, but was there any good competition out there for you? Yeah, man, we had great competition. Uh, man, you know what? You know, they don't come really do uh, – back then, it, you, you didn't get a lot of McDonald's All-Americans from down south. I mean, you get a couple here and there. But – uh, the talent, the talent down here is is, is crazy, and we're going to help get these guys some notoriety, you know what I mean, But by some of the things that me and my camp is doing to help these guys, to put them on a major platform. But That's what's up. No, the talent is great. It was great back then. It's still great, and uh, we just got to get some notoriety to it, yeah. Hey, that's fast because I'm from the South. I had to go to Oak Hill, Joe, just to make the McDonald's game. I was the same player my junior year, but going to Oak Hill, I yeah. got a better look. You know what I'm saying? It's always it's so much right. talent coming out the South, bro. We just don't get them looks. But what stood out yeah. to you? What's what stood out to you about your high school career? My high school career, man, I went to school with a, I went to high school with a bunch of guys who I knew and grew up with, to be honest. Uh we had been playing together since we was about 11, 12 years old, AAU. Oh, and the majority of us, you know, went over to Central, the school called Central, Little Rock Central High School, the Little Rock Nine, segregation and all that. That's a whole nother story we can talk about mm -hmm. on another day. But uh, mm -hmm. initially, me and my best friend was just going there because, you know what? Coming out of junior high school, we wasn't highly recruited like that. But we was like, we're going to go to Central. They weren't about nothing. We're going to go over there, and we get to play and be something. But then all other guys, they kind of came over there with us, and they turned us into a powerhouse off dunk. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, from the first season, you know, 10th grade was was high school. Ninth grade wasn't high school then. So, 10th, yeah, they went with, we, our 10th grade year, we made it to the title game, and we lost. But uh, we should have won it every year, man. But obviously, we came up short our senior year. You know, we ran the table. But it was awesome, man. It was one of the best years of my career as far as basketball because you really become into who you think you're going to be, you know, as, mm -hmm. as far as then you go off to college. But through high school, you're still trying to figure all that out. And the fact yeah. you got to play with your people. You know what I mean? That's what makes it special when you get to play with the people you grew up with. Yeah, that was dope, man. Also winning a championship. That, uh, that high school hadn't won a title in a long time prior to us winning one then. So. That was, uh, yeah, that was fun. What top schools was recruiting? Man, Jack, I had everybody recruit me, but uh, I only wanted to be a Razorback, man. Oh, man. I came up watching. <laughs> yeah, I came up watching Corliss Williamson, Scotty, Scotty Thurman. Thurman. Yeah, yeah, I knew you was going to say Scotty listen, Thurman, bro. I came up I came up watching them guys. Not only that, I was playing pickup with them here and there. So yeah. I seen the, the, how dominant they was in college. And they made you want to be a Razorback. So you saw then when UCLA ran through them in the tournament? Hey, look, let me tell you something. Hey, look, 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 look. I seen, I seen everything. Y'all got to understand, when the Razorbacks played, bro, they stopped school. Like, we was in it. school. They stopped school. And, like, we go to every class and have it on. Like, we, man, oh, it was crazy. Dope. Yeah, it was crazy. That's that small town feel. Them games with Arkansas and uh, UNLV. Man, those games was classic, bro. Man, they was really brawling out there, man. <laughs> no, for real, that was that was some real basketball back then, man. Yeah. What was your first meeting like with uh, legendary coach uh, Nolan Richardson? The meeting with me and Coach Richardson and my family was it was awesome. Uh, it was everything we expected. I mean, we committed right after that. I wanted to commit anyway, but you know, uh, him come sitting in my living room talking to my mother, my grandmother, my uncles. Uh, that was an amazing feeling. You know, I, I really feel like I had made it after that. Resourceful small business owners know how to get value from the purchases they already make for their businesses each month. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. 
It's packed with features and benefits like four times membership reward points that automatically adapt to your top two eligible spending categories each month on up to $150,000 in purchases each year. So you earn more where your business spends the most. Plus up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select shipping, food delivery, and retail subscription merchants. And with flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business and access to 24-7 support from a business card specialist, you can continue to run your business with confidence. The MX Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Enrollment required. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code ATS. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like will they score more or less than 30 points? Or have more or less than 8 assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code ATS. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code ATS. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Freshman year, all freshman team, all uh, tournament, average 16, 6-2-2. Uh, led Arkansas to the tournament, uh, lost to Miami in the in the first round. What was your first experience like in the NCAA tournament? Because that shit is amazing to me. And for those of guys that like Jack, you know, went straight to the league, he didn't get a chance to see what that NCAA tournament was like. What was that first experience like for you? It was awesome for me, uh, the, the competition alone. But I will say this, you know, my freshman year was kind of a blur. I didn't. I was a prop forty eight going to college, so I didn't play until January. You see what I'm saying? So when I came on in January, I had everything pent up and built up inside of me. He was ready to kill. And I just kind of, yeah, lashed it out on the court. But, (laughs) man, we was was 15 and 14 going into the SEC tournament. We weren't making it no NCAA championship, no NCAA uh, tournament. Right. SEC tournament, we run the table. We play against three top 10 teams in the SEC tournament to go to (laughs) – and beat them and go to the NCAA tournament. It was unheard. The first team, the only team to ever win the SEC title. Who were the teams you beat uh, on the way through, uh, through the tournament, the, the SEC tournament? Man, we had to play LSU with Stromile Smith. Yeah. Hey, that was a dunking. Hey, Stromile was a dunking motherfucker, man. I wish he never got hurt. He, that motherfucker was a dunking motherfucker, boy. Man, dude was unreal out there. Mm-hmm. And we played against uh, Kentucky, Tayshaun Prince, Keith Bogans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe, Joe Fortune. Uh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. And we played against uh, uh, Auburn. Auburn was ranked like number five that year. Sophomore year, All SEC second team, uh, honorable mention, All American. You got a chance to play thirty games, fifteen, six, and three. Uh, lost to Georgetown in the NCAA tournament, and then it's time to go capture. Walk us back to what your college experience like. Obviously, it was a dream to go there. You go there for two years, and then you're ready to take your talents to the NBA. It was a scary moment. It was scary because uh, I knew that my, my my dreams was right in front of me. So to make that leap and go in there, I had to tell Coach, listen, uh, I think I'm going to enter the NBA draft. That was, that was tough. 
But, mm. you know, I, I went through with it. So 2001, the 10th pick in the draft to the Celtics. You joined up with Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker. What were those Celtics team? What was that Celtics team like your first year? Man, listen, first off, Paul Pierce had just got his first check. Like his first big contract. I think he got so you right. couldn't tell him shit. Oh man. And then, you know, he had been, you know, Paul had went through, you know, he had went through a lot, man. You know, and, yeah. and, and you know, with everything he went through. And he got that in uh Twan. You know, Twan <laughs> Hey man, I had a great time, my rookie. Those guys took care of me. <laughs> Trust me, I know, I know. <laughs> Them dudes said, hey. Hey, hey, look, for a young country boy, man, you get me out there in Boston, man, listen, we was all through that thing, you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. who were uh, who were, who were were some of the vets on your team? Tony Batie, Eric Williams, Kenny Anderson, Walter McCarty. Mm -hmm. I played with some real vets, man. Them dudes, Absolutely. hey, they changed my life, man. I think you touched on a good point because the NBA has completely obviously changed the way they play, but... When we came into the league, there were vets, like real vets, like in the age vet, yeah. that 33 to 37, 38 range, where whether yeah. they played or not, they contributed to the team. They helped young people like you. You know, they were ready if they were called upon, but the game is different now. And I, and I say that to say, I still feel like you can play. I still feel like Jamal Crawford can play. There's guys that can yep. still play, but the NBA has changed from a standpoint of, now, you know, Steph Curry is a vet on the Warriors, and he's like 32. He's the <laughs> oldest player on the team, which is crazy because, like I said, when we first came in the league, there were real OG, OG vets. They were yeah. there to do a lot of, you know, the dirty work and in, in, in the lifting and helping young guys kind of navigate the, the crazy NBA life. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's tough now. I mean, the, the yeah. league is getting younger and younger. Mm -hmm. You know, you got guys, there's so many guys come one and done that, you know, they're going to keep a guy based off potential as opposed right. to somebody who's been around, you know, for 15, 16 years. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's just kind of how it is. What was your welcome to the NBA moment? My welcome to the NBA moment was playing against, uh, was playing against, so my rookie year was MJ's first year back in the NBA with the Wizards. Oh. Yeah, we played against them fourth game of the season. I was starting. Eric, <laughs> Eric Williams get hurt second game of the season, small four. So they start me, uh, and I and I gotta guard MJ. Paul Paul Pierce like, man, I'm gonna get him in the fourth quarter. I need you to give him the first three. Like, <laughs> look, look, I'm like, all right, all right, bet. So uh, man, we got out there first off, Twan and MJ talking stuff to each other on the tip. Like, you know what I'm saying? So MJ tell Paul, I gotta come all the way back to the NBA just to, just to get a pickup game with you, just to get a run with you. So they all going back and forth the whole game. But I'm like, man, y'all gotta chill. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm the, I'm the one got to guard this man. But uh, it was a it was a fun moment, man. I embraced the challenge and uh, I had so much fun. But I got so many pictures and memories from that moment. And even the video, like, it, it was crazy. It was on TNT. Like, I'll never forget it. What did he do that game? What did MJ do? I, uh, he finished with, like, 30, 32. Uh, what you do? We ended up getting – I had 16 to 10. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Solid. 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 Very Playing solid. with Twan and Paul and they prime, uh, that's yeah. solid. Yeah, I'm surprised you got you I'm surprised you got enough looks right. to get 16 with right. them two. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So early in your career, you traded from the Celtics to the Sun for Rodney Rogers and Tony Delk in 02. Is that when you realized it was a business? Yeah, I didn't know. Nah, I didn't realize it was a business. I just thought I wasn't wanted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I didn't understand that when you create a little value for yourself as a young guy, then, you know, uh, they don't want you to get hurt or they don't want you to mess that value up. So they're going to push you to the side a little bit. You know, I was average, I was averaging 14 points a game playing with them as a rookie, and uh, coach came to me straight up and was like, "Look, man, because we had two other rookies, Joe Forte and Kedrick Brown. He was like, we got to give uh, these guys a look." So I sat down. I didn't play for like 17 straight games, DMPs, and then I got traded. Cold game, cold game. So what was it like um, headed to Phoenix? Obviously, a, a great city. What was it like when you first got there? Well, when I first got there, it was Stephon Marbury, Penny Hardaway, Sean Marion. And I right away was coming off the bench backing those three guys up. And uh, it was fun, but, you know, I was so inconsistent early in my years that, 
you know, I didn't really, I didn't even get to play a lot, to be honest. In 2002, 2003, we ended up playing y'all in the playoffs in the first round. And around that time, you was coming to your own. You really was helping carry that team besides Steph and uh, Amari. What you remember about this series? I just remember being amped to play, man. I'm going to be honest. Like, uh, I think we were the AC, y'all the one seed, Jack. Yep, yep. I knew it was going to be tough to beat y'all. But I know we, we we messed around and won that first game when Steph hit that buzzer beater. Oh, man, from half we, court, uh, bro, we was destroyed. <laughs> hey, I uh, I knew that, you know, Steph and Amari could dominate. You know, for me, I'm just going to be honest, man. I just wasn't, I wasn't that polished to help them dudes uh, and Sean to, to, to help them or get them the help that we needed to try to, you know, make a playoff push. It took me another year or two before I could, you know, understand that. What changed when Steve Nash arrived the following year? Steve could have averaged 25 and 10, mm. but he chose to average 14 points and 13 assists. Mm -hmm. He kept, we get Steve Nash and Quinn Richardson. Q, that's my guy with me and Q. Uh, Q led the league in three point three point makes. I shot I shot forty seven percent from the three. We were shooting the cover off that thing, mm -hmm. and Steve made sure, man. He made sure that we ate. That's what it was. I, I really appreciate him for that, man, because he could have each and every night. He could have came out and, and averaged at least twenty five. Well, you guys kind of really started, or not started, because we touched on it with Golden State, but you guys really brought that small ball up tempo pace of game to the NBA to stay. And, and obviously now everyone plays with that. But what was it like, that style? Because, I mean, at the at the end of the day, that's the style we all want to play. We all just want to get out and hoop, run, feel the lane, shoot, dunk. But what was it like actually getting to do it in, in a real-life NBA setting? Man, I don't even know if that was D'Antoni's style from the jump. I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you what I think happened. What I think happened was, like I tell you, I was a little inconsistent. So they bring Nash and Q over for me and Q to battle out at the two spot. Cause Sean, at the time, was at the three. He was an all star at the three. Yeah. You who you you know what I'm saying? So throughout the throughout the whole camp, you know, from time to time, me and Q would be up against each other. Sometimes we'd be on team. But by the time we came to the first preseason game, he was like, "Man, Sean, you just played a four. Mario, you played a five. And right. Joe and Q, y'all two and three. Because I don't know. He just, he just didn't want to leave nobody out, I guess. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, we went, we we blow through the whole preseason. I'm talking about smashing teams. But, you know, it's the preseason. They like, oh, man, what up? Regular season started with the same thing. So you're ne the next year, you average a career-high 17 points, get a chance to play in all 82 games. You guys went 61 games. What was it like kind of finding your footing? Because on the outside looking in, that's kind of when you really started finding yourself. What was it like to kind of find it and come into your own in that situation? It was fun for me because I played backup point guard. Even though I started at the two or the three, rather, uh, I backed up Steve Nash. When he went out the game, I played the point. Mm. And I always, I always love playing a point because I love making plays and making guys better. So I always took that challenge and uh, and had fun with it. Coach D'Antoni trusted me enough, man, to put the ball in my hands through, uh, you know, in, in tough situations, crunch time, and I just tried to deliver. You had a nice run with Phoenix. Um, 2005, you signed as a restricted free agent. Oh, yes. oh excuse me, a sign and trade. You got your first nice uh, piece of money. Ching, ching. You feel like your time was up in Phoenix or just you wanted a fresh start in Atlanta? The way it was set up, you know, like if uh, Phoenix scared everybody off from trying to sign me, then they could lowball me and come back with mm. some BS. Mm. So I had to tell them, look, let's do the sign and trade. I don't want to come back. I had to. If I didn't, then I'd have came back for peanuts. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I had to make a tough decision. Yeah, I had to make a tough decision. That sounds like some Robert Sarver shit over there. Yeah, it was bum his ass. first year, actually. Yeah, he was he was he was a bum. So we understand where you're coming from. What did you see for yourself in ATL? Like when when you got there, what did you see? I mean, other than the city, you know, I like to I I, I love the the city. Uh, you know, I had been to Atlanta a few times, but I knew the Hawks wasn't wasn't a playoff team. But you know, I was like, look, man, maybe you know, in a couple of years we can get this thing rolling and turn this thing around because I thought the the city deserved, you know, a playoff team, a, a title contending team, and uh, you know, we was able to turn it around, man. When I first got to Atlanta, man, it didn't even feel like the NBA. 
<laughs> like we we no seriously, we literally had about maybe three to four hundred people at the games. It was it was Damn. bad, man. It was so mm. depressing, like to the point where I ain't even want to go out to eat, hang out. I ain't want to do nothing. Like it was mm. bad. From two thousand five to two thousand ten, you have a run of five straight seasons, averaging twenty points a game. What were once you guys you were able to change the climate and the culture there, um, getting into the playoffs, two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. You had some memorable matchups, uh, you know, running to the Celtics team of 08, LeBron's MVP 2010 team, Derrick Rose. What yeah. were some of your more uh, memorable playoff moments uh, with that team? Man, probably, you know, to be honest, I had to say the, the, the Celtics series uh, against KG and Paul. You guys took them to seven, right? You took them to seven, didn't you? Yeah, we took them to seven games. We were the AC, they were the one seed, and they just couldn't beat us in Atlanta, man. Atlanta, the, the fans really came out and gave us that, that six man that we needed because we was kicking their butt in Atlanta, but they was roasting us in Boston. We didn't have a chance. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have a chance in Boston. But, they ain't have a Magic City in Boston. In Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Man, uh, we we mopping the people in the A, man, but we couldn't do nothing in Boston. Mm, tough. Tough, tough. Who were some of the people you were closest to on that Atlanta team? Guys like Josh Smith. You know, still, and these are guys, this is, you know, someone who I talk to still today. And I mean, he's my neighbor. Marvin Williams. Uh, when we got uh, Jeff, little Jeff Teague, Josh Childress. You know, all those guys were young in age and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, not far apart from me, at least two, three years far apart from me. So, you know, all those guys were cool. Was Jamal there with you at all, Crawford? Yeah, I played with Jamal Crawford for two years, man. That okay. dude there's a clown. How many? How many? Hey, he tickling shit out of you the whole time. Hey. Man, what is wrong with this dude, man? Yo. What is wrong with it? Hey, <laughs> hey, he he don't even say a word to you, man. He just walk up to you and start tickling. He don't oh, even yeah, say a no. word to you, bro. Hey, with, hey, with them fingers, he'll poke you right in your fucking ribs. <laughs> man, what's wrong with that dude, man? Hey, no, that was yeah. my boy, though. That was my boy. Yeah, Shout man, out Jay Crawford. Crawford man. Shout out Jamal. We got to get Jamal on the show, man. Yes, I sir. can't believe y'all ain't had him on here. Yeah, I know got he got a lot to say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what led to you making the move from Atlanta to Brooklyn? I don't know, man. Maybe timing. Uh, you know, I got a phone call. They asked me, he's like, man, what you think about playing, you know, with the Brooklyn Nets? And at that time, the Brooklyn Nets was going to be their first year. So I was like, oh, whatever. It's New York, whatever. And uh, two, three days later, I was traded. That's kind of mm. how it happened. So you're trading for Jordan Farmer, Anthony Morrow, Petro, Deshaun Stevenson, and Jordan Williams for a first-round pick. Um, what was that experience like? Obviously, uh, a, a new Brooklyn team. Like you said, you're in New York. What was that experience like? It was nothing like no other. Uh, I had a great time playing in New York. It was, it was awesome. I never thought I'd be playing in New York. And I thought Brooklyn was a great franchise and still is. Uh, mm -hmm. And I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole process. I had great teammates. You know, obviously I wish we could have, you know, done something special, but we didn't. It was, but it was fun. I got a chance to see Darren Williams at, at his best, bro. And, um, you know, we, we lost to him in the, in the playoffs. How was it playing with him, and how good was he at his best? He was great. You know, I think, you know, whenever he had his mind made up, man, to, to attack and, and uh, make guys better around him, couldn't that do nothing I, with him. I mean, he couldn't do nothing with him because I've seen him accept the challenge, you know, night in and night out against guys who, you know, he may have heard whispers that were better than him or things of that nature. So I've seen him accept the challenges and, and you know, answer that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I knew he was a top point guard. The blockbuster trade of 2013 that brought Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to Brooklyn along with uh, Jason Kidd as the head coach. What was the energy like around the city, and what was your excitement level like to, to, to be able to have these guys uh, team up with you? Oh, the energy around the city was crazy. You know, everything, I mean, the buzz was – it was sick. We was a title contending team. We was a team mm -hmm. that was supposed to beat Miami. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and honestly, I felt that way. I thought that we could have – I thought that we really had the team to give them a great run, man. You know, those guys brought that pedigree, that championship pedigree that we needed as a team to get guys like myself, Darren, and Brooke over the hump. Uh, so they were great. They did their part, man. We just came up short. But mm -hmm. the, the the journey was fun, man. Getting to know, you know, KG and getting to know Paul on another level. Uh, I mean, that was fun for me.
What was it like teaming up with them as teammates? Obviously, you got a chance to team up with Paul your rookie year. You know, you're, you're several years into the league now. You've established yourself as, as one of the best players in the league. What was it like having those guys around in the locker room? And, and what are some of the maybe some of the crazy stories you guys had as a, as a team? Well, KG got a story every day. He got a different story <laughs> every day. Every day. He going to be in full sweat telling you the story, too. So Hell I look yeah. forward to... I look forward to getting to practice because he was always the first one at practice. You could never beat him in practice first. But anytime I got there, he always had a story for me. So he was definitely one of the guys who I used to always, you know, nitpick and ask him questions. And he's a hell of a teammate. He's just, you know, a guy to compete against. You know, you probably have problems with. But as a teammate, bro, you would love him. No, we had him on the show, and I, I only got a chance to compete against him the whole time. But getting a chance to meet him off the court and know him now – it's crazy because you would think like his energy is like, is that fake? Is that this? Is that? That's the that's the motherfucker you get when the game is going and in real life sitting next yeah. to you chilling. The same energy, the same kind of talk, the same sweat, the same crazy stories uh, is, is what you get on and off the court with him. So it's, it's, it, it was fun seeing that. The energy was great. You know, Jason Terry was with them too. So uh, yeah. they <laughs> He's uh, a whole character. They, 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 Oh my God, the energy was crazy. But you know, like I said, man, they 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 kept us focused day in and day out on what the prize was. On ultimately, what we was trying to do is win a title, and uh, we just tried to gain that chemistry the whole year. But we dealt with so many injuries. Brooke went out for he broke his foot and was out for the whole year, and we was playing through Brooke. So you know, now we had to switch up the whole scheme and figure things out, but. We tried to make the most of it, man. Those guys were great. They did everything they could for us. And uh, I just hate that we didn't even, you know, at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or something. You know, I just thought that uh, we had that, they put that team together for us to really compete. Obviously, the goal was to make it to the finals. You guys fell a little short, but, you know, that playoff process, you guys had a, a thrilling seven game series against Toronto, uh, where Paul Pierce comes up big with that shot. What was the process like trying to get to the finals that year? Because obviously you guys had the team you felt that was good enough to beat LeBron and them. What was the process like in the playoffs? It was tough. It was a little up and down because we had we had a game in there to where, man, we were down almost 40 points. And we came mm -hmm. back and tied it up and almost won. I think throughout every game we learned something that, you know, you had to be consistent for 48 minutes. And I think for me, that was probably the most – the most thing that the, the, the thing that I seen the most, like you know, we put together a good half or two or, or, or three quarters, but we we wasn't finishing games. And uh, come the latter part of that that series, we was able to put them away in that seven game mm -hmm. in Toronto. Uh, we 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 played unbelievable down the stretch. Now you guys are heading into the second round uh, with Miami. You know, obviously they they got their big team. You guys got your team. You guys played what played them well during the regular season. But in the playoffs, LeBron went on another level. Mm -hmm. What was that series like? He had one of them games, man, uh, to where he just, you know, locked in and I think he scored like 49 points. But it was uh. it was just him being ultra aggressive mm -hmm. and just taking everything we gave him. You know, when he's knocking down them them deep jumpers. Ain't nothing you could do. You had you at his mercy. You know, he was uh he was he was on but he had he he just had one of those games, man, where he exploded and we couldn't do nothing with him. And that's what it was, yeah. But so, it got him over the hump, yeah. So you guys are on the decline, you guys went all or nothing in with Brooklyn, the plan doesn't work. In fifteen, sixteen, you guys are steady on the decline. You take a buyout, head to South Beach for a little bit. What was going what was Miami like? Man. It was uh, everything you can imagine. Trust me, we know. We first know. Off, first class. <laughs> Listen, they first class, first and foremost. Uh, and man, you're going to put in the work. You know, you mm. ain't no cutting no corners around now. You know Thanks. what I mean? Like, they do weight and body fat every Friday. So if you don't make weight and body fat, it's going to be, hey, it's going to be trouble. So. Mm. You know, uh, I I looked forward to that, and I needed that type of discipline, man, when I was playing. So uh, I had a great time in Miami, and I took a lot of things from that place that I still use today in my daily life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's dope. So you went from one hot spot in Miami to Salt Lake City, uh, Salt you know, Lake where, City. where you found your role and, and, and played that perfect vet role in helping defeat the Clippers in the first round. What yeah. was it like going from Miami – 
to Utah? Uh, it was a little bit of a culture shock, but I made the most of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I enjoyed the process. I knew what I was there for, and uh, I just wanted to fulfill that. You know, at that point, man, I was what well, I was about thirty-four. I knew my I knew my basketball career was pretty much coming to an end as far as playing in the NBA. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wanted to go out there and help those young guys win, and we and mm -hmm. we put together put together a great game plan. You give Quinn and his and his coaching staff, you know, a great great amount of credit because of what they're doing now. It does not surprise me, man. That man is a genius. Yeah, we we we've been talking a lot about him. You got a chance to play yeah. too with the with the young Gordon Hayward, who we talked about earlier in one of our other shows, who's kind of finding his footing again in Charlotte. How good yeah. was Gordon Hayward healthy uh, in Utah? Gordon's great. I mean, he's a three-level scorer. Get to the cup, mid-range, three ball. He's good off the good off the bounce, and good in pick and rolls. He made guys better. I thought I thought he was great. I think he's a great talent, and he's showing and proving that now. You mm -hmm. know, in Charlotte. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nickname Iso Joe. I kind of changed your name, bro. I kind of I kind of switched your name up a little bit. See, people don't know you wanted the you wanted the original <laughs> Jordan guys. You know what I'm saying? You want yeah, to bridge yeah, the yeah, yeah. guys. So so I changed your name, especially after the battle we had in the championship and after you ran through the big three. I changed your, <laughs> I changed your name to Arso Joe. <laughs> hey, when, hey when, when, was, when, when was the name Iso? I'm calling you Arso Joe from here on out, but when did the name Iso Joe officially, when was the name officially born? I don't know when, man. I'm going to be honest because uh, when I be seeing some late game footage, like older game footage, I can hear the announcer say ISO Joe. I just remember it really coming alive in Utah. You know, in Utah in that uh in that mm. Clipper series. I remember hearing it so much. And uh it just kinda just kinda stuck with it. Resourceful small business owners know how to get value from the purchases they already make for their businesses each month. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like four times membership reward points that automatically adapt to your top two eligible spending categories each month on up to $150,000 in purchases each year. So you earn more where your business spends the most, plus up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select shipping, food delivery and retail subscription merchants. And with flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business and access to 24-7 support from a business card specialist, you can continue to run your business with confidence. The MX Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Enrollment required. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash Business Gold Card. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, dance. <laughs> CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. It seems like throughout your career, you've always been willing to take and make the big shots down the stretch. You've always been a clutch performer. Has mm -hmm. it just always been that way? Was there a point in the league where you felt like, okay, I could do this? Or have you always had that thought process even coming into the NBA? Man, you know what? It's just a knack that I've had 
since I, since high school, man. I've mm. uh, in late game situations, I've always been pretty good. Uh, you know, I just try not to let my team and coaching staff down uh, in, in those moments. You know, in those moments of needing a bucket or needing a stop. But but more importantly, it's just I I just love those moments, man. I mean, we all have them. You know, we all count down, shoot the shot. I just I just love being in those situations. Hey, I think I, I think too. Stand- I think I think Matt though with him with him. It's a little different because he already like a laid back type of cat, and, and in games he like he got that Tim Duncan gene. You can't you can't rattle them, you can't frustrate them. They always that can't even kill. So that, Kobe, yep, Kobe the same that. way. And the guys at the end of the game that's that even kill, they gonna shoot. They shot the same way as the at the end of the game the same way they shoot yeah, in the first right. quarter. Absolutely. That's that. Uh, that's that poise and patience. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what that's 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 what I be preaching, bro. P- poise and patience. I, I teach that to my son. I teach that to all my kids who we train. And uh because if you got that, there's nothing that can rattle you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's key. Yeah. And very few players have it. Um are there any uh shots in your career that stand out the most? You've hit a lot of big ones. Any ones that you remember, like, okay, hell yeah, that was it. Anything that stands out, uh I know you got to go through a lot of game winners. Make it, hey, that shit. I know one for sure. Which one? The one in, in Brooklyn. You against, hit two. You, uh, you, 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 you hit two. You hit two in oh, Brooklyn against the Bucks. Against, against the, the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, a big yeah, one. Yeah, them, them. Uh, yeah, I would say them was probably the most difficult ones because the way I caught the ball on the three pointer the first time, I had to turn my body. Like the opposite way, where like yeah. from my shooting hand, I had to. So to make that shot to tie the game, yeah, that was tough. That and was then tough. to come back in overtime and make the game winning shot, a pull up at the free throw line was, uh, yeah, that was probably the toughest one, I, I would say. Yeah. Seven time All Star. Uh, any moments in the All Star game that stand out to you the most? Yeah, my first one. My first one, man, I played, I played my first one was in Vegas. I didn't even get picked for the All Star game. I was averaging twenty five a game, but we, I'm playing with the Hawks. We weren't winning. Uh, J Kid get hurt. He he was playing. He get hurt, and I was alternate. I nice. took it just. Hey, I took it with pride. I showed up in Vegas and had a, a, a hell of a time. <laughs> man, that was my first one, bro. I enjoyed that one, man. Hey, it was because it was it was so unexpected. It was so spontaneous. Like we was already on the West Coast playing. And you had to be, you know, in Vegas on like a Friday. It was already like Wednesday. So when they told me, right to Vegas. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man, we had a ball. Me and my homies went there and had a ball. I was going to say, that's the all-star game that uh, the Pac-Man Jones got in trouble at in Vegas, right? It was, yeah. it was the NBA yeah. that this, he got to some shit, right? Yeah. Toughest opponents throughout your career? Toughest opponents, man. The toughest guys that were for me to guard – with guys like Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, they moved a Rip, lot. Hamm- Rip Hamilton, I, I, they, I, mm, hey, it mm. was too much for me, man. Chasing off them picks, they <laughs> never stopped moving. I hated it. See, people, man, listen, that is, because look, you got to spend so much energy defensively, it take away your offense because you're chasing the whole game. That's <laughs> that's the hardest part. Right. That was them the hardest legs. people to guard. Yeah, people think, like, don't get me wrong, it is hard to guard Kobe, LeBron, but, you know, you can play good defense, they make a shot, all right, cool. But to chase a, to chase a man around the whole court and then have to fight through two and three picks, that's the hardest thing. Yeah, that's when they sure. had the big big the big screeners too. You had that's to run when through they, Ben Wallace, playing, Rasheed yeah. in Detroit, KG was setting picks for Ray, like chasing them dudes in Indiana. See, it was funny because we were playing Boston in the Eastern Finals and I had to chase Ray's ass around. I was going between Paul and Ray. And I just couldn't get it, so I called Reggie Miller. I was just like, yo, what the fuck can I do to tell? So he, <laughs> he had told me a couple of tricks on grabbing and not letting them feel his body, and it helped. But overall, I remember having to chase these dudes around picks. You work your ass off, get hit with big screens, and they still make the shot. That shit used to be so yeah. frustrating, man. It is, So bro. frustrating. It is. It is. That's who, the hardest thing. Who was your favorite one-on-one battle? My favorite one-on-one battle? Uh, man, I had some good battles with Brandon Roy. Mmm, B. Roy. Hell yeah. Killer. Man, I had some good battles with Brandon Roy. Playing against Bron in Cleveland a few times. Uh, we used to have some good battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe, I remember going back and forth with Kobe one time. He came to Atlanta 
Lakers came to Atlanta and uh man, probably by like the last 14 points, 15 points, it was just me and him going back and forth. Mm. And you know, it's it and when Lakers come to Atlanta, you'll see number of Laker fans in there. Yeah. And, uh, man, they was going crazy. They was going crazy. But uh those are those are definitely moments that I remember. You mentioned Brandon Roy as one of your favorite matchups. What made him so special. I feel like he's someone who gets lost in the mix and probably one of the greatest what if stories in the history of the game. What made Brandon Roy so special in your opinion? Uh he just knew how to play, man. He had a great pace. He had a get he had a great pace to his game and he was an underrated defender. I thought he was a pretty good defender. And uh he really made me lock in when I played against him. That's why I say he was one of the good matchups because uh he he was a quiet guy also, but he got it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought you guys had had some similarities from a you know pace of play and and, and never hurried, can play at different speeds if wanted, and, and, and can definitely get a bucket. So I, that's yeah. interesting. You brought that up as a matchup because I, I I definitely see some comparisons and some similarities between you two. Yeah, and he was athletic too. That boy had some mm -hmm. sneaky hops. Hell yeah, yeah dunk on you too. <laughs> Big three, bro. Big three. Uh, uh yeah. are you are you hoping to return to the big three? Uh I've started I was in the big three from the start, one of the faces, bro, and my three years of playing the big three, my favorite game, I was honored to play against you in the championship. Um I think that was my favorite game by far, my big three career. But I know you returning as as defending champ. How you feeling about the big three and did you enjoy it? Man, I'm honestly I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that it comes back. I wanna play. Uh and for me, it, it it done wonders, man. I mean, it gave me an outlet. It was a stress reliever from from that time through what I was going through. Uh, gave my kids something to do on the weekend, something fun. But most importantly, I got a chance to compete again at, at a high level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I really enjoy that, man. That 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 never that that never dies. I don't feel like it ever dies in me. You know that mm -hmm. that competitive nature. I always wanted to compete and play. Like, I mean, it's just me. So it kind of seems like, will you ever be at peace with letting basketball go? Or are you going to be someone that we're going to see in the gym still in 10 or 15 <laughs> years or busting your nah, son's yeah. ass or somehow, some way? Well, basketball is always going to be a big part of your life? Yeah, basketball will always be a big part, man. It, it, it opened too many doors for me. Uh, I love it. And, I, and you know, I didn't, I didn't quit because I have a, you know, uh, uh, a knee surgery, ankle surgery, or, you know, or, or I had an injury, period. You know, uh, it's just the older you get. I mean, you guys mm -hmm. understand how it is or the nature of the business. But, you know, I wasn't that great, you know, my last year or last year or two in the NBA. But I still love to play. And like I say, my kids push me, man. So, yeah, y'all are definitely – y'all always see me in the gym. Y'all always see me working out and probably see me hooping somewhere. Let me go back right quick, though. But I, I want you – shout out to Ice Cube. I want you to set the stage for a lot of people that don't know. The Big Three Championship, bronze sideline. We had all the superstars, all the celebrities. Well, tell me your experience for that Big Three Championship in LA at Staples Center. It was more than what I expected. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think, uh, yeah, shout out to Cube, man, for for making that happen. And uh, and getting a chance to compete against you, Jack, was awesome, bro. I already knew the challenges that was upon myself and our team going into that game. I was like, look, man. Don't y'all go to listen to all that Jack gonna be talking, man. Y'all get out there and let's compete at the highest level. Hey, look, we ain't stand what he talked about, man. We gonna compete at the highest level. We gonna get up high there with this weird. So, man, I really appreciate that. And then look, and, and I became super, super cool with Frank Nitty. Uh, yeah. We played in TBT together. So uh, a lot came from that, man. I really appreciate y'all, yeah, man. I, I, I mean, I had a ball. I hope y'all enjoyed y'all selves as well. I did. I, I did, bro, because, like, me being around, I know you was going through a lot of the time. You had just lost somebody, yeah. bro. So so to see you rejuvenate, you know what I'm saying, come back to the big three and yeah. do what you said you was going to do, dog, not only I wanted yeah. to win, but the competitor and the brother in me was happy to see you win, bro. No, that Appreciate shit was fun that, to watch. I mean, it looked like you hadn't missed a step. You opened up a pathway. You were the first player to get a shot from the big three to the league, right? If I'm not mistaken, with the, the first, Detroit situation. First one to get a job. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, some good came from that. The only problem, my only problem was I went from playing one game a week to in training camp seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? That was my only problem. Like, you know, I work out and train during the week, during the big three, but I know I ain't got to go as hard. You know, on the weekend, I'm like, man, right. they put me in a training camp and uh, my tendonitis and both of my knees, bro, flared yeah. up. Ugh. And which and that ultimately uh, got me cut. So it got me cut, but I went back to the drawing board and yeah. I figured out pretty much how to, you know, bulletproof your knees, so to speak, or make them stronger. And it was a lot of things I really had to dive into deep as far as the body and how to train the body and, and keep the body going as you get older. You know, as we get older, you know, people think we got a tendency to where, you know, we can't hoop or we can't run. We can't do little things like running outside in the yard with our kids. But there are ways, but you got to put in the work, dog. You got to be disciplined. And you got to have some consistency to it in order for it to work. Right, so absolutely. I dove into this. I dove into it. And then COVID happened, and I just I stayed into what I was doing, which was working out, training my body, preparing my body to be able to go uh, hoop with no problems. That's basically what it was. Yeah. No, we didn't definitely see you. You're a lot more active on the gram now. Yeah, look like you try, look like you're trying to be an underwear model. That boy's out here trying to get it. I'm motherfucker ready. Hey Jack. look, hey look, tell him holler at me, man. Hey, hey, we're gonna explore all options. You know what I'm saying? If it makes sense, then we'll holler at hey, you. Know what I'm you about? Right. Next thing you know, hey, <laughs> Shit, hey, hey, Peter Paul said try it all, man. That's hey. right. I see everybody out here, everybody out here getting themselves right. I say, man, look, let me throw something up here, man. And throw Hell this bitch yeah. right out here, see what Hell happens. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta catch that wave. Next Everybody thing I know, got a wave. Hey. Yeah. Hey man, listen. Hey, if one thing about it, COVID has taught us all to be self-sufficient. And if you don't do nothing else, man, just invest in yourself. So that's what I'm doing. You talking to the right yeah, guy, Matt. Matt is the guy. Trust me. If you wanna if you wanna get into that lane, Matt is the guy. Home stretch, quick hitters. U plus four going to the blacktop. Who you bringing with you? Oh, going to the blacktop to who? Yeah. Yep. To who? who? Anybody? Yeah, yep. U plus Anybody. four. U plus four. Hold on. So this ain't, we ain't talking NBA. We just talking period. Who? Anybody. Straight up. Period. Oh, man, I'm bringing the homies from around the way. I got four people around here, man. I, I'm putting against anybody. We're going to be good. We're going to be good. We're going to hey, be good. Hey, but Joe, got, hey, but Joe, but what they don't know is, but what they don't know, you brought you brought two people from your Arkansas team and won a big three championship. Right, right. we played college ball together. Me, yeah. Janario Pargo, and Segario Gibson, we played college ball together. Yep, that was did. another. That was another thing. That was another thing that enticed me to play in the big three. And I remember seeing Q at the combine. Q was like, hey, look, I'm going to tell you right now, you better not be picking your homeboy, man. Hey, right, look, I'm picking people who I know are going to be out there, going to put themselves on the line, man, for yeah. some wins. See, I knew Facts. that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that, that, that was fun as well. Yeah. That was dope. Uh, one yeah. player you wish you could have played with that you didn't, didn't get a chance to during your career? Probably LeBron because I had that opportunity. And uh, I chose to go play in Miami. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Mm, that's a big one. But that's the year they came back and won it. Uh, they were down 3 1 in the finals and won it. Yeah, against the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you could have been on that yeah. team? Ooh. Yeah, but see, that's the competitive that's the competitive side of me because it was like, man, you can go over here with D Wade in Miami, man. Y'all can play against LeBron and compete. That's the, that's just what I had in me. I was like, man, yeah. I'm going over here with D Wade because at the time the Heat was still good. They were, they was like number five in the East, and I was like, I can help. And I think we got up to like three, two or three, but uh, we ultimately Whiteside he got hurt mm. in the playoffs, man. Mm. We played against Toronto. I'm out there playing the five. Mm. Oh no! no <laughs> that's hey, look, look, look. The funny part that's how Bismack got paid. <laughs> Biombo, <laughs> he got paid up there because he was playing against a small forward. <laughs> Give me your top five clutch players. Top five clutch: uh, MJ, Cole, mm -hmm. LeBron. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say AI. Yes, huh? sir. And D Wade, bro. D Wade. Mm. Solid list. That, that D Wade first championship, man. That man carried that team. Man, man he what? was unbelievable. He was. Unbelievable. He averaged like 30, 30, 37 in the finals. I think he man, averaged. That man, uh, that man was unreal out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, five dinner guests, dead or alive. Five dinner guests. Bernie Mac. Mm, mm. Rest in peace. Nice. Yeah. 
Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. I don't know how to think about that one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Yeah, five dinner guests dead or alive. Mm -hmm. You got Bernie Mac. I don't have to come back to that one, man. <laughs> I got that's Bernie a good question. Mac, uh, oh, Bill Clinton. Ooh, okay. That's a first. Yeah. Arkansas, yeah, like, man. I say Bill Clinton because he from he from he from yeah. here. He from yeah, here. of yeah. course, Arkansas yeah. connection. I definitely put Obama in there. Yep. Mm -hmm. Two okay, more. So that's two. That's two presidents I'm sitting down with. Yep. And two presidents. Bernie. Yep. And and Bernie. Uh, and Bernie. So yeah, we are gonna have some jokes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bring my mom with me then. You mm -hmm. sitting on live? Bring mom and Deuce with yeah, me. Yeah, get right there, mm -hmm. right there, Mom's right there. Come with me, yeah. Right there. Got to sure. have moms that make it right. Yeah. Who do you want to see on the show? Who do you want to see on All the Smoke? But before you answer this question, you have to help us with the answer. Whatever your answer is, you got to help okay. us get that person on. Okay, who do I want to see on All the Smoke? Yeah. Oh, we was talking about him earlier. Y'all got to get Jamal Crawford on here, bro. Yeah, yeah. Jay Crawford, yeah. good I'm call. A, yeah, yeah. Good I need call. to hit Crawford. I need to hit him tell him, hey, man, them folks looking yeah. for you, man. You yeah, go yeah. Right hey, hey, hey hold on, hold on, Matt. Hold on, Matt. Hold on, Matt. Hold on, Matt. <laughs> Hey, hey, Joe, you know I, you know I know that Southern talk. Hit, hit him with the same lingo you just hit us with. You want me to hit right. them folk? You want me to hit them yeah. folk? With yeah, hit yeah. him with that same yeah. thing. You man. want me to hit them folk, man? Those people looking for you, man. They trying to see what you got going on, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah I got y'all. Right, I got y'all. I got y'all, man. That's what's up. My boy, we appreciate you, dog. Yeah. Man, thank hey, you, Joe, for your time, man. man. Thank you. Appreciate That's a wrap. It. Thank you, man. Joe, thank you for your time. You can catch this on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. This is All a Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.